Welcome to the Pat Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is a broadcast that we do live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook and YouTube. And then it is available for replay on a whole bunch of different podcast outlets. We encourage you to, if you're joining us live, to send us any questions or comments or reactions to the content that we're sharing. Also, we encourage you to be in touch with us and to share your stories, your suggestions for guests, anything you'd like to bring to our attention. And you can get in touch with me at kenddv at gmail.com. And you can get in touch with Nancy at N-S-A-X-T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z. That's N for Nancy and then Saxton Lopez at csmpc.com. This information is available on the description of the program as well. This is a program that allows us to take the content that we developed over decades of facilitating pet loss support groups, Nancy, for more than 30 years facilitating pet loss support groups. We brought that content into a book. It's called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And you can find a link to that book on Amazon in the description as well. But the this medium allows us to not only bring the content forward and share it with more people, a broader spectrum, a broader audience, but also to have a dialogue with you. And that's why we invite you absolutely to send us your stories, your questions, your guest suggestions. And if you do, we're always going to ask you if you don't tell us, we'd like you to tell us whether or not it would be okay to share your story with others on the program, because that's very helpful for people. And it's really a lot of what we do now is share the stories and content that we get from audience members. You can also subscribe to the program on YouTube. And we ask you to do that if you are of any mind at all to do so, because doing that creates the likelihood that when other people are looking for pet loss support videos, ours will come up a little higher in the list because that's mm -hmm. the way the algorithm works. You can also send us a gift if you'd like to do that. You can do that through PayPal. You can do that through Venmo. There's information on the, on the description that tells you how to do that. We certainly appreciate it. And we thank those of you who have given yes, us gifts. We really much. thank you. But we also want to say to you, you don't have to do that. I mean, that's very, very special. And we do this because- We do appreciate it. We do appreciate it, but we do this because we want to be helpful and we want to be as supportive as we can be to as many people as we can be. So we just want you to know that as well. We'd like you to know that this program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society, which is located in Springfield, Massachusetts. And you can learn more about Dakin at Dakin Humane, that's D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E dot org. Dakin is also kind enough to support a monthly pet loss support group on Zoom that I facilitate. Mm -hmm. And it is generally on the second Tuesday of the month from 6 p.m. Eastern to 7.30. And it will be next Tuesday, which is October 11th. And you are welcome to join. There is no fee. It's cost-free. And, and you can join from anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. Those meetings have been very heartfelt and mm -hmm. 
helpful for all involved. And I always learn something important as well. So don't hesitate to RSVP for that meeting. There's a link in the description and there's also, you can simply go to dakin.org slash programs and you'll see pet loss support as one of the options. So I'll stop there with the intro, Nancy, and you can launch us yes. into the next we part have, of the program. Yes, we have um, two beautiful stories tonight. Um, uh, the first one is going to be Doris and Coda. Um, and then we're going to try to also get to Julia and Jordy. Um, and Ken's going to start, but they are, they're very heartfelt, heartbreaking, you know, but I, as Ken said, and has some of our, uh, the people that are, um, watching and have written into us, it is really important to write it down. I think it makes a big difference. And it's helped people also to know that these stories are helpful, you know, to those who are listening, right? Yeah. And they feel good about that. It's almost like a, a memorial to their own animal, right? Yeah. Their own their own companion yeah. to know that others get something out of this. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we have an email from Doris, and then we have a couple of pieces of writing that she was generous enough to share mm -hmm. with us. And one of those pieces I'm going to read because it's a letter to her deceased, mm -hmm. beloved golden retriever, Coda. And I want to read that letter because it's the first time that we've read a letter from a pet guardian to their pet. Their pet. And it is, it is the kind of, it's, it's doing that that can be really helpful to many people. And it's something that I think it might benefit many people to hear as kind mm -hmm. of a model for what you might do that might be helpful to you as well. So I'm going to read her email, which gives us a little bit mm -hmm. of information. And then I'm going to go into reading her letter to her beloved Coda. So Doris wrote, Dear Ken and Nancy, yesterday I finally zoomed into the pet loss support group and found it so gratifying to hear other people openly grieving for their mm -hmm. losses. Thank you, Ken, for facilitating this group and for sharing openly your own experiences. Shortly after our golden retriever, Coda, died in March, I, turned, I tuned into your weekly podcast and allowed myself the luxury of crying while listening to the stories of loss and grief. I truly believe that these stories provided me with a safe and comforting opportunity to grieve. Six months have passed since Coda died, and each day my husband and I share a memory of him, often spontaneously when some piece of food has fallen on the floor and one of us has to pick it up, or a dog barks on the television and we recall how Coda raced to the TV to check it out. But after six months, I'm so grateful for having him in my life. He was my heart dog. Mm. He was the one who always reminded me of how joyful life can be. Gone too soon, but how he lived, always in the present, could be a model for all of us. And yes, we will indeed have another golden to love, but not yet. There are two things that I wrote, above are two things that I wrote. Where are you, Coda Snow? Was written a day or two after he died. All my angst, my sadness, and my certainty that my heart was forever broken, and I wondered how I could go on. A few days later, I started on the other document to help me remember forever this crazy, wonderful dog. Both have been therapeutic in their own way. I couldn't, 
I could write when I couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. I could write and cry and laugh and remember. Thank you both so much for all that you do for so many, Doris. And so I'm going to read the letter that letter to Coda. To Coda. She wrote, Coda, Coda, Coda Chrome, your mother's home. Where are you? Donde esta? Coda, Coda Snow, where are you when I awaken and look for your nose peeking in my bedroom door? What will I do at seven in the morning when you no longer remind me it's breakfast time? Breakfast was all I need say for you to take off of the laundry room and await a bowl of food. Prancing, jumping up and down to my song, breakfast time and the puppy is hungry. And then <laughs> sit for breakfast and the okay for eating. <laughs> I guess she made him sit and then, <laughs> and then gave him the okay. <laughs> Great training there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Coda, Coda, how will I dress in the morning without you anxiously awaiting for our everyday walk in the neighborhood? Whatever will the fox do without you to tease? What will Jack do without you to bark at? All your new sniffs await your attention. Will Buddy look for you when we no longer walk near his house? Coda, Coda Snow, where are you when... I cry your name. Where are you when I need your furry body against mine? Where are you when your place on the sofa awaits? Where are you when the freezer door opens? Ice cubes awaiting your joyous chomping. Where are you when the cheese drawer is opened and you await, always optimistically hoping for a small piece? Will you never again beg for a lick of the butter wrapper? Will your warm head never nuzzle next to me? Will you never again lay at my feet at the table? Will you never again warm yourself in front of the wood stove? Will you never curl up on the sofa next to me? I can hardly bear it. Where are you when I go downstairs to the office? Your day was so busy, always trying to follow me up and down the stairs to wherever it was I was going to work. Why aren't you on your bed when I come home? Why aren't you standing at the door to go out? Why don't the deer listen for your bark? Where are you when it snows? How much you love the snow to roll in it, push your nose through it, to slide down the hill in it. Will the snow never again show your romps through it? How will we hike and camp and climb without you by our side? How will we get through this knowing never again, good night, Kona Snow, your mother loves you. Oh, my dearest, most beloved Kona Snow, where are you? How will we survive without you? a hole in our hearts forever, a memory so warm, so painful, and yet a memory of a life full of joy and happiness, running and leaping, rolling and sniffing, a beautiful life indeed. You filled our days and our nights with your antics, your playfulness, your unrelenting greeting behaviors, your joy at finding a bone, a shoe, a stick, or a dish towel. We will miss you and remember you forever. That was such an absolutely beautiful, so beautiful yeah. letter to her baby, and I think that he he she loved I think it was she she loved the snow mm -hmm. so much that that was worth and that coda means something right I think it's a Native American word I think she told us it might right be, I don't recall but. um and and but the dog loved the snow. Yep. So I think they're in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but what an absolutely beautiful, beautiful letter. Yep. 
to her yep. baby. And Coda was a boy, actually. A boy. Sorry about that. Sorry, Doris. Um, but wonderful. Just heartwarming. And, and all of those means, memories. Coda means friend in the Sioux language. Ah. Doing some quick <laughs> in the moment research there on her other letter. Um, but the memories, how, I mean, the painful memories that will become the, the, the loving memories, right? Right. All of the ways that they shared time together, all mm -hmm. of the things they did together, mm -hmm. all of the rituals that were part of their shared lives and just so much that was really the structure of this family's life, this couple's life, yeah. right? Yeah. And it talks uh, greatly to that human-animal bond that we, you know, have, have talked a lot about in all of our podcasts, about how important this relationship is um, and that we all know that you can't get this kind of relationship with a human being. It only comes with an, with an animal. And uh, Doris and her husband really, you know, connected to this beautiful, beautiful boy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's so, it's that kind of example, the kind of things that we've spoken about where you get what's inside of you out and you can look at it and you can, it, it gives you a bit of a relief, I think, to write stuff like this. Yes. And, and of course, Doris's writing is really beautiful and melodic. Yes, there's a melody to it. There's a rhythm to yes. it that's really beautiful. And but I, I, I think that this is the kind of thing that may, as we've mentioned, help many, many people. Mm -hmm. And so, so thank you, Doris, for this letter. And we just we really appreciate your openness. Doris shared a lot of content with us, right. and she was also a real. She was a real benefit to everybody who was on the group discussion. Oh, good. She shared very openly, and it's just, and was you know as as people are want to be, she was very very helpful to others in sharing and making comments. You know, it's interesting because um, in the beginning, what she said is they make us live in the moment. Yeah. And and I think that that is so such an important message to all of us because as humans we don't necessarily live very well in the moment. No, right? no, yeah, yeah. And, and and we're always looking for the future, we're ruminating about the past, we're what's preoccupied. Exactly. We're looking at our screen, our phone. That's, that's right. <laughs> um and so I thought that that was a very important point to make, you know, that yes. Um, dogs and cats and all of our animals make us be in the moment. And that's really important for us to live our lives, right? To, to, to be present. And, and they invite us into relationship mm -hmm. the way that, as she said, she would, or she would anticipate that Coda would be looking for cheese. And Coda yeah. would be waking her up, peeking her nose in my bedroom door. That she like they're always inviting us into a very pure sort of connection mm -hmm. that is is so healing in so many ways. It's just so healing and calming. And and she says she's definitely going to get another golden, but 
She's not, not sure yet. exactly when she's going to wait until it, the time feels right. But, but again, there's so much richness in this and, and there's so, and, and it's, it's, it in some ways exemplifies the S kind of brings out the, the essence, essence. Yeah. of the bond that we have with, right. with our, with our animals, with our animal friends. And I the other to- thing is that the writing to, to your companion, yeah. you know, I talk about that. I do a lot of grief work, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of times in humans, right. They, they don't, they have things to say. Maybe they didn't say enough to the person that had died. And we talk about, why don't you write them a letter, you know, and that it, it takes all of those feelings and thoughts and puts them on paper, which is, like you said, much more rich, right? When you can see it instead of having it just be in your head. Yep. Um, yep. And so writing to your companion animal that you that has died is, is a really great way to rich, ritualize and memorialize them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to just do a little aside. We got a great note from Grant, who oh, Grant. we have heard from before and who yeah. we've, shared, we've shared some, I think, quite a bit of content that Grant has given us. And I want to read his note. He says, in my new book, A Memoir of My 11 Years with Our Darling Dog, Freddie, Mm-hmm. And his influence on me as a writer of biographies of farmed animals, of famed animals, I'm sorry, in history. I include a letter I wrote to Freddie in 2017 when he had been with us for seven years. I also include Rudy's and my discussion. Rudy is his yes. partner, his husband. Mm-hmm. I also include Rudy's and my discussions with you and the help you and your book gave us after Freddie passed away. Thank you so very much. I will keep you posted as to the book's progress. And Grant, please do. And when oh, the yes, book please. is out, we'll be happy you. to let people know. And and perhaps you can come and, and talk with us about, yes, about your book. That would be so great. Thanks so much for that. So let's talk. I'm going to read um, Julia's email to us. Um, she says, I'm writing to share my story about my beloved Scottish Terrier who passed suddenly this weekend, and this was back in early September. I would love for this his story to be shared. I got Jordy on June 10th, my birthday, when I was 15. I had six puppies in front of me, and Jordy ran up to me first. <laughs> After playing with all of them, I decided my new baby would be him. We went through prom pictures in high school. He rode in the golf cart during my tournament, so I think she plays golf. Um, He was there for every test I took and every new journey. We moved together to San Marcos, Texas in 2017. I had no idea that I would lose my best friend in 2022. He was nine and a half. His birthday is April 1st, which is ironic because he was... Sorry, but he was the biggest goofball. In 2019, we moved to Austin, Texas, and I built my home to make sure he always had an amazing space to relax. About six months months ago, we made our first serious vet visit. They checked him and said he was as strong as a horse. I had no clue my vet visit on September 3rd, 2022 would end differently. He'd been slowly declining 
but has always carried a love for French fries and his hedgehog-stuffed animals. Over the weekend before, we went back home to Houston to my parents' house. I saw the most beautiful rainbow on the beach while walking that weekend, and I believe it was a sign that I'd be okay, even though I had no clue he was sick. Fast forward to September 3rd. I went for a bike ride, as I always do, and was preparing for the three-day weekend. He had not been eating all week, but I thought he may have been sad, as I was also going through a breakup with my partner. I came home, and he was not in his usual spot. I found him under my desk chair with labored breathing. We went outside one last time on the back porch. I let him smell the grass, but he had no interest. I took him inside and laid with him in bed, and we cried and cuddled. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, his breathing became worse. I told him it was time to make a trip to the doctor and that he'd be home soon to rest again. I walked in and held him. I had regrets as he was perking up when he saw the other dogs. I was sent back home while he was looked at and spent four hours waiting for news. In those moments, I had uncontrollable grief. I was called, and they stated he had stage 4 lymphoma. At that moment, I knew he would not need to suffer and that we had a beautiful life together. I have had three Scottish Terriers, and his symptoms mirrored Ginger, who passed naturally in 2017. I dropped off treats and his toys while he was in the hospital. The minute I drove away, it started pouring. The streets were flooded. I knew that we would be saying goodbye at 6.30 p.m. Mm. My parents drove in from Houston, and we prepared to make the drive at 6.30. I saw my sweet boy at 6.45. We looked out the window for 30 minutes. My mom stayed for the final injection, but I was relieved he was not in pain. When I walked outside, a single tunnel in the clouds opened. Light poured through. The second my mom came out of the facility, it closed. I knew Jordy was with his very best dog friends again, and I felt peace. I am living alone now, grieving an immense amount, but I have the best friends and family who have sent flowers, sweet treats, and meals for me. I have not returned to work since I work from home. I'll miss waking him at 10 to go outside. I'll miss his eye rolls. I'll miss him laying on my chest. I cherish my baby boy. I am slowly finding peace now. One thing that is helping is your podcast. I walk the trails with his collar in my hand, knowing he's still here in spirit. This is for you, Jordy. You will always be my best friend in life. Julie. Oh, here's the baby. I got it. Let me, I always get this. Oh, I don't know if I, here he is. There's Julia. That's a great picture. So, I mean, again, right? All of those wonderful things that you that you remember about your animal. I love yeah. the eye rolls, right? Yeah. I mean yeah. that that was particularly tickled me, um, and all of the things that they, you do together, and all of those rituals and, and that you have, and the routines that you have, and her walking, you know, the trails with his collar, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which I think was is very healing for her. It's something the way also she has a 
she voices a kind of calm mm -hmm. about his passing that is really it's just really powerful i think that she she's had this happen before she's had other mm -hmm. scottish terriers she is ready for the worst even though the news mm -hmm. is is pretty fresh and she goes through with the the euthanasia in a way that is planned as much as it can be her parents come right. and she's there and 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 then she can talk about the fact that it is giving him a release from his pain right from suffering way that's just very direct mm -hmm. and and then she has this the spirituality about the clouds opening yep, and the, the tunnel and, through the clouds right and making and making a making a meaning out of that mm -hmm. that is is really helpful mm -hmm. and and all of that is really beautiful the way that she right. describes what she went through and the way that she understands it the way i think about it is she understands it as being this incredibly important relationship and you know she's grieving but she also understands that she mm -hmm. has the strength to to move forward to move forward with her life mm -hmm. and that and and what i get from her no too is that she knows that she has the strength to move forward with her life and at the same time mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like a betrayal right. of jordy that just feels like the natural order of things that's the kind of the, the the way that i interpret a lot of what she's saying well it's it's, it's what we talk about i mean death is part of life right right and and i loved what she said that all of her her dog friends or all of his jordy's dog friends right. were all together now right <laughs> they all he met them at the bridge and yeah. they, they took him along and now that he is, he's healthy and he's young and he's running around with all of his pals. Yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, and she closes with, you'll always be my best friend in life. Mm -hmm. and, and they uh, are. They're our best friends, our loves, yeah, our confidants, yeah, yeah, our yeah. companions, our babies. Yeah, you know. yeah. And when I see that too, like the thing that I always think is that we can have lots of best friends. <laughs> Yes, it doesn't make, any, do have a lot doesn't of make any one of them any less of a best friend. <laughs> it's just that's what that's what happens with our animals. They mm -hmm. they are they're very close to our heart. They'll always be very close to our mm -hmm. heart, and there'll be probably others who will be as well. And none of that does anything to diminish the meaning of those who came before. Absolutely not. They're all unique individual mm -hmm. wonderful relationships yeah and it's such a great picture it's yeah. such a wonderful picture <laughs> you always have to smile at the you can see the joy in both i love i love his face right his eyes he's doing an eye roll he looks kind of mischievous <laughs> he's doing yeah, an eye roll. Kind of mischievous. <laughs> so we thank, we thank julia, julia very much for this too and we thank Doris for what she shared with us and um, really beautiful stuff, really beautiful yeah. stuff. So I guess we'll close there for we today, can. Nancy. <laughs>
We will have more next week. We'll have more next week, yeah. And thank you all for participating. Yeah. We'll look we forward really to our next conversation. It. Yep. So take care.